Hi, and welcome to the podcast. It's an honor to have you joining me today. It is a glorious Wednesday morning. The sun is shining. Oh, it's just beautiful out here. And the leaves are starting to turn up in northern BC. It's starting to look like fall, which I really like. It's my favorite time of the year. Just everything looks more bright, more vibrant. And I also sleep a lot better at night. The truck is actually pretty toasty during the summer. I don't idle the truck at night to run the air conditioner. I shut it off. And I have a fan, but that's about it for cooling. So it's pretty sweaty during the summer. But we're moving into the time of year where, man, I sleep like a baby at night. I just love it. Um, You know what? It is a terrible, terrible time to be a police officer. And I've said in the past, don't let your children grow up to be teachers or police officers. And that's only getting worse as time goes by. It's getting really bad. In fact, a lot of police officers are retiring early or just walking away. They've had it. They don't want to order food in a restaurant only to find that it's been spat in. And I mean, some real vile things have happened to their food and drinks that they've ordered from public places. And it's just appalling behavior. Absolutely appalling. Now, I'm not going to defend all police and say all police are good. There certainly are some bad ones, but there's some bad doctors out there. There's some bad truck drivers, bad ministers. There's bad in every field. We can't avoid that because we're humans. But all police are being demonized. They're being targeted. In Chicago, 36 different gangs have all vowed that if they see a police officer draw their service weapon in public, they're going to shoot that officer. And this is just horrifying that they would murder in cold blood an officer who's simply doing their job. They have a dangerous, dangerous job. They go out on calls where there's knife attacks, where there's firearms related violence, where there's uh, physical violence, where there's domestic abuse. All the kind of stuff we don't want to see or be part of, it's their job to go running towards it. And we had the moral integrity to say God bless them in the past. But, uh, you know, society used to change at a glacial pace, but that pace is breakneck now. Everything is changing so quickly now that what's true today may not hold true tomorrow. It's a very weird time to be alive. But officers in record numbers are just fed up with it. They're just walking off the job in Rochester, New York. The whole leadership of the police department just resigned together. And uh, Austin, Texas, their uh, retirement rate is triple what it should be right now. All these Democratic cities, the police are tapping out. They're saying, uh, I'll go serve sub sandwiches or something. There's got to be a better way to make a living than to risk my life and have people hate me for it. And I don't blame them whatsoever. But, you know, um, violent crime is already spiraling out of control in these Democratic cities. And the problem is only going to get worse. New recruits, if they can find someone who actually will is willing to sign up, which I think would be very difficult to do. I think it would be very hard to get a new recruit, 
But if they do get someone who says, um, risk my life to be hated by people for very low pay, yeah, sign me up. If they find someone like that out there, then it's going to take a year to a year and a half to get that person trained to the point they can go out and do the job. So, you know, there's going to be an increase in wickedness in all of these cities, which is hard to imagine. They didn't start off strong. Um, an increase in wickedness, and this could spread further than just democratic cities. But as this spreads, you know, I'm thinking about that scripture. Jesus said, because of the increase of wickedness in the last days, the love of most will grow cold. Well, another translation, I think it's King James, says because of the increase of lawlessness. And I'm wondering if that increase of lawlessness if they didn't know something about how police would be seen as oppressive right now, the Australian police and rightfully so are, are really hated by their people, but the Australian police, it's for a different reason. They have become kind of the brown shirts of the government, um, arresting innocent people who are uh, peacefully protesting. They're merely walking along the sidewalks, protesting lockdowns, and the police are showing up in massive numbers using tremendous force against very peaceful people. It's kind of the opposite of what we're seeing in the United States. But nonetheless, the Australian police force is definitely despised. The Canadian police force is going along with Trudeau's gun grab. They're not winning any friends. Um, what if the increase of lawlessness is directly related to the police force around the world being hated, marginalized, and reduced in numbers, we're certainly going to see an increase in lawlessness. And you know what, thinking about it, I'm, I'm suggesting that that is definitely a part of what we're experiencing in the end times with the increase in wickedness. It, it goes without saying that we're going to see a decline, not only in numbers, but in their ability to be effective. Like we see in England, they, they can't carry a firearm. They carry tasers at best. Um, you know, I would hate to do the job armed with a taser. There are a lot of really big people out there. If they were done up on drugs, I wouldn't want to be going against them with a taser. Here in Canada, we had a man armed with an axe, naked, this is in my own city of Kamloops, naked, armed with an axe. And our police are saying, please put the axe down. Please put the axe down. And this armed man with an axe runs off. <laughs> our police force does carry firearms, but they weren't willing to use them. And really, I think they're, they're choosing to say, please put the axe down was the wrong choice. I don't think they needed to use lethal force at that point unless the man charged them, but they should have been using a taser at that point. And the man ran off and who knows whose lives are now at risk because they didn't do anything. So I think we're, you know, police forces are definitely going to be reducing in numbers, but also in their ability to do the job. They need a certain degree of authority. When I was a young man, it was just normal. We respected the police. We respected the badge and we did what they said. 
And nowadays, everyone is so triggered and so aware of their rights and so careful to make sure no one infringes on their rights that, honest to goodness, it's very difficult for the police and teachers, for that matter, to have any authority over them. And this will result in an increase of lawlessness. Now, the struggle for you and I, right here and now, is to not let our love grow cold. And that's very hard. When you're sitting at a restaurant, minding your own business, you've paid good money to enjoy a meal. Maybe it's a restaurant you come to once a month because you just love their linguine or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, you're surrounded by people who are screaming, calling you names, stealing your drinks, and ordering you to take a knee or to raise a fist or something of that nature. Um, how do you respond to someone like that? The flesh rises up and says, I wouldn't put up with it. I would, you know, fill in the blank. But we, you and I, if we're born again Christians, we're called to live differently. We're not like the world. We don't respond as the world responds. And at a time like that, man, we're presented with an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to do something great. You see, what they're doing, attacking innocent people is wrong, but it's also something that is short-lived. Within a week, it will be forgotten. Um, what you can do, what you are empowered to do by the Holy Spirit is life-altering and eternal. You can preach the gospel. You can share love instead of anger. They expect hatred. Um, they expect people to, to really be offended by what they're doing. That's the natural human thing to do. But what if you start showing compassion and sharing the gospel with them? That would be a very, very hard thing to do. But a time like that. If you're willing to die to yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to minister, it's possible that something of eternal significance can happen at that moment. And I think that a part of guarding our hearts and not allowing our love to grow cold as lawlessness increases is looking for the opportunities when we're faced with the kinds of things that naturally would make you wish you'd brought a firearm with you to dinner. Uh, not responding as the flesh would will, but responding as the spirit would lead instead. That's a choice each one of us has to make. And it's a very difficult choice to make because the flesh will rise up. The flesh will demand justice. And, you know, in self-righteous indignation, you will see them as criminals, which they are. I'm not defending them. And you will be indignant and angry with them. And that, that is partly why they're being empowered to do the things that they're doing. Satan wants you filled with hatred. And he's willing to use his children to bring that about by whatever means. We're not his children. We're God's children. and. It would be such a glory and an honor to God if instead of responding in the flesh, we respond in the spirit and show mercy. You know, Jesus said, when someone curses you, bless them. When someone strikes you on the cheek, turn to them the other also. When someone asks for your coat, 
Give them your shirt as well. If we can show that kind of love, we can change lives. They're trying to change lives by making people more hateful. But with the gospel, we can see a life transformed forever. And I would think that if we're aware of the power within us, those protesters have fallen into a trap. Because they walked in the power of the flesh and in the power of the world towards someone who is born again and filled with the Spirit of God. They're the ones who have walked into a trap. I hope to encourage you. I'm sure we're all going to be confronted with some sort of animosity, some sort of hatred, whether it be over a flag or a cross or um, bowing your head to pray at dinner, whatever it may be. Uh, we're living in the kind of times where people are going to come at you and be angry with you. And this is our chance to show compassion, show mercy. And in doing so, we may see lives changed. God bless and strengthen each one of us.